Y'all are a good group. I like it. Let me just say something about Sign Up Sunday and all of you, whether you're watching online, those of you here. One of the things that we do in the fall and in the spring is we start two small groups, and one is for ladies, one is for men. The ladies is called Joyful, the men is called Iron Men. Now, along with those groups, those two just go six weeks on Monday night, but there's some other ongoing groups too that you can get involved in singles, our Golden, which is our seniors ministry, prayer, faith healing center. So there's ongoing, but then right now, we want to make sure that if you're, uh, that the ladies and the gentlemen are encouraged to sign up, it's just six weeks on Monday night, uh, joyful, the ladies meet next door in the activity center, and then Ironman, all of our guys meet in the lobby here, that way y'all can come together, and if you need help with babysitting, let us know that, if that's keeping you from coming, let us know, and we'll see how we could help you with that, but ladies, let me just say this, joyful, we're starting a series called Limitless this time, we're going to talk about how God is limit lim, limitless his grace his love and so we encourage you get out of those rows and get into circles and make some good friendships i'm going to kick off the first joyful on september 13th and then desiree and some of the other ladies will be ministering now iron men they're going to be watching a video on galatians and talking about putting your trust fully in christ and getting rid of self-reliance so listen we've got some good things in store sign up out there check out and get into a small group in this season that we're in right now, we need each other. We need faith friends. We need help growing. And so decide and make a commitment and be a part of a small group. And we know uh, that, we, that you'll grow. We offer that for you because we love you. But right now I'm going to skip my, uh, this is my Bible just because I wanted to mention that about the small groups. But right now let's pray as we get into this series. And actually we're going to be getting into a message called Choose Your Legacy. But let's pray over that as we begin. Father, just thank you for the opportunity that we have today to hear your word. Lord, there's so many things we receive when we receive your word. There's help and healing and strength and wisdom. And Lord, today as we minister this message, your truth on choosing our legacy, Lord, I pray that you would take this message, the words that I speak, and you would minister it to each heart individually, Lord, so that they could live out their God-given legacy in a way, Lord, that would change the way they live. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are in a series called Legacy, Leave Your Mark. And we had planned to wrap up this series today, but I'm going to take it one more week. Because when I got into studying this message on Choose Your Legacy, there were so many truths that I wanted to uh, bring to you uh, that I I really felt like, gosh, I need two Sundays to do that. So now we're going to start a series on miracles, but we're just going to push it off one week. So this is actually just part one of Choose Your Legacy. And so I I realize this too when I say, oh, today's message is Choose Your Legacy. I realize some of you may say, well, Pastor Jane, you know, right now with everything that's going on, it's tough out there. I'm really not thinking about choosing my legacy. I just want to get through today. I just need to get through next month. I just need all this stuff. I need some help with dealing with today. Let me assure you of this truth. The principles that I'm going to share with you from the word of God today, having to do with choosing your legacy, will help you with today. It will help you 
to get through this season and not just get through it like, oh, made it. No, it will help you get through with the strength and the power and the grace of God. We need God's help, and he has sent us a helper in the Holy Spirit. He has given us the word, and so we're going to delve into the help. We're going to delve into the power of Christ. Listen, God will equip us to get through this season. And a part of that is go ahead and choose your legacy. The choice is yours. You can choose, and by choosing your legacy, oh, there's going to be some amazing benefits helping you live every day of your life. So now let's go back to Genesis, Genesis chapter 18. Genesis 18, we're looking at the life of Abraham, this patriarch, because what a legacy. Genesis 18, 18, it says, For Abraham will certainly become a great nation and mighty, a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. Now, we've looked at this powerful legacy that Abraham left. And we understand that this legacy of all the nations of the earth being blessed through Abraham was fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus came from the lineage of Abraham. And so, of course, the Savior of the world, all the people groups of the world are blessed through Jesus by coming into relationship with God through him. But at the same time, what well, we realize that this particular legacy, Abraham's, was fulfilled in Christ. It's also very important for all of us as believers, followers of Christ, to make note of the fact that God used a man to build that legacy. Hmm. Abraham trusted in God. God trusted Abraham. Hmm. Wow. And this powerful legacy was built. And we know that the way Abraham built this legacy, and one of the reasons why God chose Abraham to build this legacy was because Abraham passed down his faith generation to generation. We could say this, Abraham built a powerful legacy by passing down his faith to the next generation. Let me say this to you. As everybody here has family. I could say it to parents, I could say it to grandparents, say it to aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters. Y'all have family. The most important thing you could do for your family is to pass down your faith. Faith in God. And how do you pass down your faith in God? You have faith in God. You live your life. God knew that Abraham would live his life by putting his faith in God, by trusting God. We're going to delve a little bit into how that helped Abraham choose his legacy and build that legacy. And then it changed the days that he lived. It changed the way that he experienced life. Let me define legacy for you. 
or hold on, just before I define, no, no, let me define legacy. Legacy is defined as something valuable handed down from one generation to the next. Legacy is also defined as laying a foundation for future impact. And we said that as a church, Faith Life, we're committed as a church to be legacy builders reaching generations for Christ. And we're also committed through our children's ministry, our youth ministry, through our small groups. We're committed to helping you pass down your faith to the next generation. We gotta understand that as the church, we are responsible to all generations. Yes, we have people that are strong in faith, but we that are strong in faith or maybe have been with the Lord for years, we need to make sure that we keep passing down our faith to the next generation. We need to make sure that they're prepared. We, in our families, the most important, the most important thing in your family is to make sure that you are living in such a way that you clear a path for your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, your cut to walk in faith. Come on, leave that legacy for them. And we want to help you do that. But as we look at choosing our legacy today, I want you to look at Abraham. And we're going to see that really Abraham just didn't come up with a legacy. You know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this. There's some good things in this because you might go to seminar and they'll say okay choose your legacy choose one word and and this is a good thing to do sometimes to stir yourself choose one word that you want people to describe your life uh, when you're gone like maybe you want them to say generous you certainly don't want them to say stingy (laughs) and and so there's some good practice in that you know I realize that I'm kind of stretching you to think today because the weight of the situation that we're in or sometimes we don't have to be in a global pandemic just the weight that's going on in our life sometimes it's hard to think about anybody else or to look out to look forward to something we got to stretch our thinking because we want to build legacies but as we look at Abraham he just didn't arbitrarily pick his legacy No, he built his legacy by putting his faith in God's promise. When it comes to choosing your legacy, it's about God's promises in your days. It's about God's promises in your days, your life, his promises. Listen to Genesis chapter 12, 1, and we're going to see, this is the first time in scripture where God speaks to Abraham. At this time, he's still Abram, but listen what he says to him. It says, the Lord said to Abram, leave your country, your family, and your relatives and go to the land that I will show you. I will bless you and make your descendants into a great nation. You will become famous and be a blessing to others. So, What was the promise that God made to Abraham? God came to Abraham. God has come to us through the person of Jesus Christ. Some people say, I found God. No, God found you. You just finally saw him. But what was the promise? Excuse me. What was the promise? Here's the promise. I will bless you and make you a blessing. Mm. Now, don't immediately think about things. God wasn't talking about things. Now, it's true, God will give you things, and those can be the result of blessings, but they are not the blessing. 
but not the blessing. There may be the result of the blessing, but no, God wants you to be blessed and he wants you to be a blessing. And God promised Abraham, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. Mm. Then we see in Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, something else, another promise. It says, And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Or we could say it this way. Really what happened is Abraham put faith in God's promise. God promised, I'll bless you, and I'll make you a blessing. And Abraham put faith in his promise. And by him putting faith in the promise, that was choosing his legacy. When you put your faith in a promise of God, you are choosing your legacy. Listen, you don't have to just go, well, what is my legacy going to be? How about blessed to be a blessing? You know what? If they put on your, you know, a little whatever, what do you call those markers there on the tombstone, gravestone? They put on your gravestone, they were blessed and they were a blessing. Come on. But you have to choose the promise of God. And what I'm saying, storms in life are going to come. This is probably the biggest storm that we faced in our life as a nation because it's been ongoing. You know, 9-11 is coming up. You know, 9-11 was a storm. I mean, we just got blindsided. You know, I'm so grateful for the people that charged in the building when everybody, and they helped people get out of the building. When people were coming out, we're grateful as a nation we got through that. You know, but it's like a one-time hit, and then we recovered. But this lengthy season that we've been in, going on a year, year and a half now, Wow, it's been tough. But how do we get through tough days? We go ahead and decide that we're going to choose our legacy and that our legacy is going to be that we are blessed and we are a blessing. We're going to build our legacy on the promises of God. Just put it this way. Abraham's legacy was built on God's promise. He didn't just come up with something. He thought, I want, oh, you're going to bless me and make me a blessing. That sounds good. I have a right relationship. My faith in you has brought me into right relationship. And obviously, it's then that right relationship with God. It's where the blessings came from. Let me just say this. All promises hinge on the promised relationship with God through Christ. All blessings come from relationship. And the greatest blessing is the relationship we have with God through the person of Jesus. Wow. Wow. God's promises. Let me just say this too so you understand this. God's promises and our legacies are intertwined. You can't separate your legacy from God's promises. His promises are there for us to build our legacy upon. So you want to build a legacy? And you build a legacy, you're building a life. How do you build your life one day at a time? Do you stop building in the midst of a storm? No, you want to keep building so that when the storm comes, your house, your shelter, your marriage, your finances withstands the storm. Wow. And how does that happen? It's because we made the choice before the storm comes. Now, if the storm is here, go ahead and choose. 
Go ahead and do what you can in God's mercy. We'll help you. We'll run over you because we got our house together. We'll run over and put up the boards and help you. That's what church is for. Come on. But we're building our legacy. If we look at Abraham's life, Abraham built a strong legacy by choosing to live by faith in God's promises. That's what legacy is all about. We can choose. That's your choice. We can choose to pass down the promises of God to our children. We, and when we do, we create a powerful family legacy when we live by faith in God's promises. Wow. Folks, can I tell you? It, it's not, certainly we want to be good stewards. And if you're living by faith in God's promises, a part of that will be you're going to have to steward his promises well. You have to steward your finances well. But the greatest thing you leave your children, your grandchildren, you know, any member of your family is not some big bank account. It's faith in God. And they want that faith in God because they've seen how you've lived. You don't have to go overseas and be a missionary. You don't have to lead. So, listen, the truth is very few members of the body of Christ are going to stand and lead people in a public-type ministry. But the reward is no different. And sad to say, some who have led up here haven't led at home. And I'd, I'll give this up here away any day because I want the legacy to go on in my family because that's the only way that we are truly blessed and that we are a blessing. God has called each one of us. That's how faith is passed down. Man, our faith. Now we're no longer the home team in America. I said this last week, but it's worth saying again. We're no longer the home team in America. There was a time where the church was the home team. We had the home team advantage in America that people listened to the church. Now, I'm not saying everybody went to church. I'm not saying everybody did everything that the church said, but we had a place. They, lit, they sometimes would applaud the church. Now, today, we are not the home team. We are the visitors. I mean, you know, sometimes the visitors get booed. And part of that's because we didn't take seriously passing down our legacy in our family. And it bothers me when I, when I see families that uh, it's not being passed down. I think, Lord, help us. Now, let's get back to this message, though. Abraham lived in light of God's promises, enjoyed a blessed life, and was a blessing. You see, you will enjoy. When I say blessed life, again, I, America, we just have this thing of all the trimmings. The car, the house, the, you know, good bank account. And I'm not against those things. I drive a nice car. We live in a nice house. Thank God for funds in our bank account. But that's not what prospers me. That's not. My true prosperity is inside. It's the peace. It's the joy. Because I know some people that are living in bigger houses, much bigger houses than mine, driving better cars than mine, and they have no peace. They have no joy. They cannot sleep. So when I'm talking about blessing, I'm talking about the power to prosper in any situation, even when the storm is going on, that your family, your marriage stays together. You are able to still get through it, provide for your family because you are blessed the power of God rests upon you wow and when your kids see that they say I want that life 
There's nothing I want to hear other than our son saying, I want your life. I want to raise my family the way you raised us. Wow. One of my sons said that, Mom, I want to marry somebody that's going to, I'm going to tell them they need to, I want to raise my kids the way I've been raised in this home. Wow. You know, your moms, you just go, thank you, Jesus. You try not to act like you're too excited that he said that. You know, you know how you do that when they get older, you can't act too excited. Oh, that's nice. Inside you're going, yes! Because there are those days that you just really wander. So you have these other days. Come on, we can all be parents. It's okay. Not saying your kids are going to be perfect. They may even go through some wayward years, but you never stop believing they're coming back. They're coming back. They're coming back. Come on. And then we're not going to lose our faith. Can't lose our way. Can't throw away the map just because they lost their way. Stick with the map. Anyway, I'm a little off here. My message, I got to get back on. Because here's what I want to deal with as we close up this, uh, as we... We were, we were someplace yesterday, and the pastor up there said, well, I'm closing. He said, you know, pastors get three closes. And Jeff said, you can take that. <laughs> he said, you don't have to say it was yours. You can say you, somebody told you pastors get three closes. Anyway, here's what I want to really talk about, why I'm carrying this over into next week. I'm going to deal with this again next week. Because when it comes to your choices and choosing your legacy, it's easy for me to tell you. Choose to live by God's promises. But I know when you make that choice, it's not going to be easy to live it out on a daily basis. And so I want to talk to you about how you weigh things. Because our choices are based on how we weigh things. Oh, how how are we weighing things? Okay, if if it's up, oh, then I choose that. Or if it's down, oh, we need to weigh things properly. And the Bible has a lot to say about how you weigh things. And right now, we're in some times that if we're not careful, we can get weighted down. And so listen to the scripture in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 1. It says, The Lord detests the use of dishonest scales, but he delights in accurate weights. And here's my question to you. I I know you'll say, okay, I want to build my legacy. I want to choose my legacy now. and I'm going to choose to live by God's promises. But... Are your weights accurate? Because if your weights aren't accurate, your choices will not be good. And you will not choose. Because a legacy, you may choose, oh, that's the legacy I want. But then every day, you have to choose to build that legacy. It's like, you know, when we got our house, you know, you go and you pick out the house you want. But then how many of you know it's got to be built? But, But you had to pick out what you wanted it to look like. Some, some of y'all are like, every day, well, stick a board there. Well, let's look like, put a window. And, and then folks got a window right at the shower. <laughs> you need to make some choices ahead. You and your family, for you, how are you going to live? Are you going to live by God's promises? Or are you going to live by what the news is telling you? Are you going to be full of fear? Are you going to be full of faith? Faith does not discount the circumstances. Faith counts on the presence of power of God in the midst of the circumstances. Now, 
The weights. Are you using accurate weights? This word weight that's used in this passage here in Proverbs, it not only speaks of measurements, but it's a unique word because it also refers to building materials. It was stones that they would take to, to build something with. And so when, you, when God says, I hate dishonest weights, he, he, he would hate for you to be building your life on anything other than something that's stable, on his promises. And then this word also is defined as diver's weights. And that's diverse weights. It's like, you know, when, when somebody's buying something, you know, they go, oh, that's not worth much. Wait, I can't pay that. That thing's not worth much. Then they buy that thing, and then they go sell it to you, and they say, oh, this thing, it's worth a lot. You used one weight over here, used another weight over here. And, and so God says, listen, I, I want you to use the same weight. And the weight is the truth of his word. The weight is his promises. Are you weighing things? When you're making choices, are you weighing things properly? We must weigh his promises accurately to enjoy life, to build a godly legacy. Some of you are not even using the promises of God when you're looking at your life. Are you considering them? Are you weighing? Well, how should we respond to that? Well, let's put some, because we're going to make a choice. So are you giving God's word? Oh, you give it like two points, but you give what the news said, 10 points. You give your circumstances more, you put more weight in that. Mm. Listen, it's tempting for all of us in any season, but especially where we've been and where we are, it's tempting to give weight to circumstances over his promises. Well, I know God says this, but did you hear what's going on? I love what one of my minister friends says. It's so important to minister, to, to remember this. He says, the news does not include, it, it, let me put it this way. The news excludes the God factor. When you're listening to the news, they don't say, well, this is happening, but God will give you peace. But God will protect you. But Jesus is your, no, no, no. The news tells you the worst of the worst. Come on. And are you weighing that? Are you weighing your life? Are you living your life? Or did you say, wait a minute, I have chosen my legacy. I know that may be happening, but here's how I'm going to live. I'm going to put my faith in God's promises. Hmm. You say, how do we give weight to circumstances? You give weight or you maybe put more weight in circumstances uh, than the promises of God by hearing, giving attention, listening, thinking. What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about, you know, COVID-19 all day long? Thinking about the de Delta variant? Are you thinking about all the things they posted on Facebook? Oh, the other day I made a mistake. You know, this little tweet came across. I didn't know who it was from Adam. I don't know why it was on my thing, but I just kind of disagreed with it. So I just wrote this one little statement. All of a sudden... All these people start coming back. Some of them liking it. Some of them saying, this one guy was saying, well, well, J.H. McDonough, what about this? It's like, forget that, delete, delete. <laughs> oh, preach the gospel. I'm not getting over there in those weeds. I thought I was just stating something that was obvious. But anyway. We've got to weigh things. Don't get under the weight of what's going on right now. And what's happening right now is 
and we don't realize it, and this is why you need to just sometimes go listen to God's promises. You just go put on some praise music. You can go out to our, our website and listen to a message again. Refresh yourself. There's so many opportunities online to be refreshed in the Word of God. Get, listen, give weight to worship. Give weight to spending time with God. Give weight to that because if you do, it will lift the weight of this season off of you because you've chosen your legacy. You've chosen that you're going to be blessed and you're going to be a blessing to others. Wow. Hmm. We have to weigh our days in the light of his promises. That means every day, some days are harder than others. And so every day you got to weigh your days, what happened today, in the light of his promises. And what's happening in this situation that we're in right now is so much of our energy is caught up and is necessary to live in these tough times. With all, It weighs on us. When we hear that another person passed away or we hear some statistic across the news, we hear people fighting, good people on both sides. I I mean, it's a mess. And that mess sometimes weighs on us. And then, because of all this is going on, then when something else hits us outside of COVID, we have no margin to sustain us. Makes life tough. And that's why you need the sustaining power of God, the promise of God. Proverbs 23, or Proverbs 20:23. it says, the Lord detests double standards. He is not pleased by dishonest scales. The Lord directs our steps, so why try to understand everything along the way? You can't try to understand everything. You've got to weigh his promises and give more weight to what God says. And Now listen, we avoid being weighted down by life when we weigh things in light of God's truth. I, I, I just give you, you know, some things that have happened just in our life, in our family. Two weeks ago, our cousin, 36 years old, or our cousin's son, 36 years old, Pasco County Sheriff, detective, passed away with COVID. Healthy as can be, father of married and a father of a seven-year-old. He was in the hospital for seven weeks. We thought, oh, Ray's going to pull out. He's big. He's, you know, he's tough. He's going to pull out. He's going to make it. No, you know, and, and you know what? If she, y'all can take care of this family over here is real. I invited them to church this morning because they are going through a tough time. Could we just pray for them right now? Come on, we're the church. Lord, right now, we just surround this family over here with peace. Jesus, you, you know what? Can, would she, Gail, can you go minister? Let Pastor Gail take her out in the lobby and really minister to her. Lord, we just speak peace over this family right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that you just take care of them. We are here for them. Lord, we just hold them up in Jesus' name. Come on out. Let them minister to you. They need to minister right now. They're just facing a tough... Their daughter recently passed away, and they just need some help right now. We're the church. They came to the right place, and so we're here for them. So glad the rest of their family is here to support them. But that's just tough, folks. We, we need God, and we, we need him. And so you know how this message hit them right now when I'm talking about tough times. But we need to understand. Here, here he said, we don't have to understand everything. Folks, we can't get lost in that. We don't need to understand everything, but we need to trust God in everything. 
Wow, and that's why we got to choose our legacy because when the storm hits, we say we're still going to trust God. He will be our hope. He will be our anchor. He will be our everything. Listen, we we need to weigh his promises, not just our problems. Come on. Weigh, your, weigh his promises, not just the problem. How many of you know problems want to call out to us? Hurt wants to call out to us. When we weigh things properly, we choose a godly legacy. Let me give you another scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. It says, For all God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ which a, which, with a resounding yes, and through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. Wow, now we find that all these promises that we want to build our lives on, that we want to build our legacy on, it says that in Christ all of those promises are yes for us. In other words, they're going to come to pass for you. Our faith is in Christ. It's in his promises, in his word. And we build our life on that. Yes. Listen, some of you just need to choose to say yes. Yes to the promises of God. Yes to living a blessed life. Yes to getting through the storm. God will help us. Listen, we have a God-given legacy. It's not arbitrary. It's revealed in Scripture. That's our legacy. When we choose his promises, we choose a good life and a godly legacy. So you know what I'm telling you today? Go ahead and choose. Choose a promise. Open the book. Have you open the Bible to find out what's yours so then you can weigh those promises. Listen, our best life is to live our God-given legacy based on God-given promises. Mm, Wow. Mark Twain said this, the two most important days of your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. You know why? We were born to come to know Jesus, to be blessed, and then to be a blessing to the world we live in. There are so many people today that need the church to bless them. Listen, we got to be blessed in Christ so then we can be the hope for the world. Let, Let me say this though. In fact, if you can hand me that, I'm going to give you this illustration in just a minute. I'm going to go ahead and put this on, and I'll talk about this in just a minute. But, um, oh, thank you. Need a little help from my friends. But here's what happens. You, you choose God's promises. You choose that legacy. But then you've got to hold on tight. That's just the way it is. You know, again, we have two sons and so growing up you know of course I'm the only girl they all want to ride roller coasters and so I rode them you know I didn't always like them but the only ones I wouldn't ride are the ones that just had like a little strap now you're not getting me on that I need something to hold on to I want those that come down over you then you can push them in more come on folks Some of you are in this season and you don't have anything to hold on to. You've not opened your Bible. You've got to get the promises. Choose your legacy. Here's what it says in Hebrews 10.35. It says, so do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. You can throw it away. It says, remember 
the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you'll receive all that he has promised. Listen, our current circumstances are weighty, but don't throw away your confidence. You've chosen your legacy. You've chosen to build your life on God's promises. We need to weigh our circumstance in the light of his promise. We are legacy builders. We are building a life, not just getting through a day. We hold to his promises by hearing them, praying them, speaking them, meditating on them. Hmm. Faith brings great reward. His promises bring a great reward. When we choose our legacy, our choices give us the ability to endure. You see, by choosing, by making your choices, your choices give you the ability to endure the tough times. And don't, listen, listen to me, even now in this season, don't throw this season away. Endure and receive the promises. Don't, don't quit now. Trust in God. Hebrews 10, 23 says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. Can I tell you, God can be trusted to keep his promises. He can be trusted. Listen, the greatest promise we have, listen, is that everyone who knows Jesus is going to spend eternity with him. That's the greatest promise. Even if down here there's a tragedy, I mean bad and everything doesn't work, you know where they are. Come on, the greatest promise is with him. Listen, right now we need to hold tightly to his promises. Don't let go. I'm going to give you this illustration. We're going to wrap this up. You know, again, I'm raised in a boy family. So, gosh, I don't know how many years. For years, probably 15 years or so, 16 Um Really, 17, because we've been married 18 years. So 17 years, we have been going, I think, maybe the first year we did. Maybe we did even the first year. And we'd go whitewater rafting. Our boys love it. Our Jeff loves it. So we go whitewater rafting. And so um, when you go whitewater rafting, they're going to put a life jacket on you. And I'm talking about holding on to the promises of God. Hold tight to them. Sometimes, folks, you just got to hold tight. This is a season where you need to hold tight. They give you the jacket because you're going to need it. God gives you the promises because it's like a life jacket. You need it in this world. This is not heaven. In heaven, we won't need this. We need this here because this is not heaven. Faith does not mean you're not going to have any promises. It means you're going to have a life preserver to hold you up, to get you through. Okay? But you got to put it on. Some of you, when it comes to the promises of God, you're like, you, you, you got this, it's like this. If you were to get tipped or to fall out of the boat in white water rafting in your jackets like this, it is gone and you're under. And, and you know, it takes a moment before you get in the boat to put the jacket on and you got to make sure that it's zipped up. And then they tell you, hey, make sure that your things are tight here because you don't want your jacket coming off. And then you got to button it. And, and you get into the boat too soon, they'll say, no, get out and get that jacket safe. Some of you, I need to tell you to get, don't get in the boat yet. Don't go out of your house yet. Go back inside. Get your Bible verse for the day. Get your jacket on. And so this last year, like I said, we've probably been 18 years. And in those 18 years that we have gone whitewater rafting, I have, for 17 of them, I never fell out of the boat. And I didn't fall out this time. 
I got thrown out. <laughs> so this last year, we, we went to a place we've been before, Rough Rapids. You know, they have some fours and five rapids. If you're a whitewater rafter, you know five is the highest. And so this was a high rapid. We were going through it, and the boat literally tipped us. And so I was out in the water for the first time. So I had on my jacket. But now listen, because it threw me back into a rapid, then the water was coming over my head. See, you got faith, but sometimes in some storms in life, it's like coming over your head. And my jacket was on, but it's still coming. And for a, a minute, I almost lost. And I thought, do they not know I can't breathe underwater? Is somebody watching me out there? Because at, at this one rapid, they do have play, people, they say, hey, there are going to be people watching you, lifeguards, because if you go in here, you know, it's pretty rough. So I thought, do they not know? But then at that moment, it's like the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he said, hold on to your life jacket. And really what had happened is the jacket had come up too, so it wasn't pushing me up out of the water because the force of the rapid that I was in. So with all of my might, I took my life jacket and I pushed it down. And when I pushed it down, it pushed me up. Listen, some of you need to hold tight to the promise of God in the midst of this storm. You've got it on. You're wondering, why is it not working? Grab it with all your might in prayer, in praise, and push down on it, and it will pop you up. And then as soon as my head came up, they threw a rope and pulled me in. Now, Jeff says, I, I, I did lose my rafting shoes, and Jeff said I got out of the boat so I could get new rafting shoes. That's not true. It's not true. I was thrown out. Now listen, let me see if I can take this off. Let me just say this as we close today. A godly legacy is powerful because it is built by a lifetime of trusting God. Choose a godly legacy and you choose a good life. It's not easy, but it is rewarding. When building our legacy, we weigh our days in the light of his promises we live by faith in his promises, creating a legacy that affects generations. Amen. Did you get something out of that today? I pray that you did.